And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, February 5th, uh, the day after the Celtics took down the Grizzlies, uh, but in sort of a low period. There was no game today. There's no game tomorrow. Next game is Wednesday. Weird set of games for the Celtics. They had a it's game. Then, break. Yeah, two back-to-back break. days off in the Grizzlies game, and then two back-to-back days off again. So very weird scheduling, which I suppose good for the break, but not great for content because there's no games to talk about. So we piled stuff together, however. Luckily for us, and unluckily for Sam, the trade deadline is in three days, so we'll be talking plenty of trades. I don't care. You're familiar with. Uh, And if he hits me with an I don't care, I'm taking him. I did it on purpose. I told Jack (laughs) I'd feel bad. I always tell him I don't care about stuff. Uh, We're here, though. Sam, finally back from L.A. I know you were uh, happy to be home, but do you miss the weather? Are you a fan of this weather? I know it's cold in LA too, but I know it was fucking raining there. It is colder here, though. It is objectively colder. When I left Logan Airport today, it was not that cold. Okay, it was like thirty-five. When I go running tomorrow, I might feel differently. But I mean, it was fucking pouring in LA. We went there. I guess the one weekend all year, it's gonna rain. It was downpouring yesterday. It's time. I guess I have enough Ratlist where I can kind of burn this now. But <laughs> so we left for the event we were doing yesterday for work. And it's like right across the street from our hotel. The the whole avenue where like the Staples Center crypto arena, whatever it is, is closed off for the Grammys, which was there yesterday. So it's downpouring. We're able to just sprint right back to the hotel. Now, here I am hungry after a hard day's work. And I am like, all right. We had sweet green the other day. I really enjoyed it. Let me go get one. There's one right around the corner. Great. I'll go out there. I have an umbrella. I'll be fine. Me telling this story tells you I wasn't fine. I went around the corner. There just wasn't a sweet green there. Just no sweet green. It is windy. It's coming down hard. So I ended up like walking another block drenched to go get a burrito and I ditched the umbrella and just ran back. That sounds uh, not very fun. So I'm happy to be home. a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I was in a hotel. So like, I, I've never door dashed to the hotel. I didn't yeah. really like, I didn't know what the, the etiquette is for that. So I was like, I'm not going to make somebody come over here with all well, this traffic like, restrictions and everything. I feel like you could just, DoorDash it and say, I'll meet you in the lobby. Like in the little notes, just say, I'll meet you in the lobby. Well, this hotel, let me tell you, getting to the lobby is no easy, easy feat. You got to go up the elevators to the 34th floor. And then to get, so if, if I'm going back to my room in the hotel, I have to, I'm sorry for people that came here to listen to Celtics. I, if I'm going back to my room, I have to take an elevator up and then go to another elevator to go down. What? That's what I I experienced. There's I no experienced lobby. The big fat what? There is a lobby. It's just on the 34th floor. What's on the first floor? Elevators. That's it on the first floor. Yeah, it's like a little table and then you walk in and there's three elevators. That's there's got to be something going on there. I don't know. Anyways, like you said, people came here to talk Celtics or listen to Celtics. So we're going to talk Celtics and we're going to start with the trade stuff that I did mention uh, at the top of the episode uh, with an article that I wrote for Celtics blog because February 8th trade deadline uh, is two days away. Celtics only have that much time to make a potential move. They have a 15th roster spot open. Will they fill it with the buyout guy? Will they fill it with a trade piece? Will they sign the Miyashkata? The latter is probably Mm -hmm. the closest thing we'll get to correct. 
However, uh, we're going to be ranking uh, Celtics 15th edition. We'll, we'll probably title it ranking trade options because that is the bulk of these uh, ranking potential TBE trade options. Um, <clears throat> however, we're going to encapsulate it all. Again, I wrote an article for Celtics blog ranking 15th roster spot options from realistic to stop suggesting this. We can go over some. There's some guys I left off the list that I probably should have put on it. But uh, off the dome, is there any person trade target out there that fits the TP or is just outside of it that they could get to um, that would interest you, especially with the reporting from Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype that the Celtics are staying active ahead of the deadline. They could look to package some of these minimum contract players. He mentioned Kelly Olenek, DeLon Wright, and Andre Drummond. For what it's worth, Andre Drummond is the only of those who fit into the TPE, and Kelly Olenek would be very hard to match his salary. Um, but it does sound like they are willing to stack some of these minimum contract guys to get a piece, whether it be six million in the TPE or eight, eight, nine million, which is the most realistically they could get to is around that nine million mark with stacking these salaries. Um, but anything that stands out to you off the dome? Uh, I mean, Delon Wright was a weird name to have thrown in there because I, I get you want to add a little bit more size on the bench at the guard position, preferably somebody that can defend. So if Pritchard isn't giving you much offensively, like that Grizzlies game was not a good Pritchard game. They still beat the piss out of him. But if you're playing against a team that wasn't comprised of a bunch of G League guys, Pritchard not being able to score the ball could result in you needing somebody else to take those minutes to keep yourself in the game. So if you're able to put somebody out there you can rely on on defense, it's not the worst thing in the world. I'd rather see them go after Chris Dunn. Not that Utah yeah. is selling him, but it seems like a really fun name to bring in with the Providence College connection, and also that he's been playing some good ball this year, which is obviously why Utah is probably not going to get rid of him. Uh, Andre Drummond would be funny just because he's the greatest rebounder ever. So you would have like Andre Drummond join the team, and then you would have a whole new wave of comments in the YouTube Jack where it's like, why is Luke Cornette playing over Andre Drummond and Nemia Skata instead of just over Nemi? Like, this guy's the greatest rebounder ever, and you're telling me Luke Cornette's going to get minutes over him? What are we doing? Now, was it you that said you'd come around on Drummond a little bit, or was that Keith? <sighs> I know Keith. It might have been It might have been Keith. I still don't love the idea. I still don't think he's better than Luke Cornette. I, like, I think he can be better in spots, like – He's a fine rebounder. He's a bad defender, objectively so. Mm. He's not good on offense at all. Like he, all he does is rebound the ball, which is why he is all oh, greatest. Like that's all he does. <laughs> that's all he is. Well, there's so, the time he did the peace sign. He's probably better than Namish Kato right now, if that's what you want. But he's not as athletic, and so you're losing that aspect. But he is definitely a better rebounder, and that is the main thing that they like from Kato when he's in the game. I, I said this on. I just did Celtics Lab with Cam Tabatabai, Justin Quinn. Uh, and and Alex uh, Skullberg, I think that's his Twitter name, but I apologize if it's wrong. Um, and then I we did talk and sees earlier today or 5 p.m. yesterday is when it went out for you guys listening to this. And I said, Andre Drummond's gotten to the point where if I wake up tomorrow and I see the Celtics traded for Andre Drummond, I'd be like, okay, cool, that's fine. But I, it's just, it's not move. You know what I'm saying? It's not like getting me excited or moving the needle. It's just there, like it's fine. He he was under my realistic options in in my rankings where I, I put him under that top category with John Contra, Tori Craig, and Amish Keda to fill the 15th roster spot. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of whatever to me, Andre Drummond. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. You bring him in, it's found money. It's not like you were 
going to lose anybody if you have to do that. And if you do lose somebody, it's not somebody you're playing a lot of minutes because the salaries wouldn't work. You're not playing anybody big minute except Hauser that makes anywhere near the money that Andre Drummond is making in terms of how little it is. So it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. And like mm-hmm. you said, if you wake up to a notification, you're like, ah, reaction video. And that's, that's yeah. the take. That's it. Free video. Um, past that, like I said, the other realistic guys I mentioned were Conchar, which I stand by as a fine option because he makes six mil for the next three years. So it gives you avenues to make a trade. Um, <clears throat> Tory Craig, who's coming back from his injury soon, which would be another. Yeah, sure. I guess fine guy. And then Kata as the 15th guy makes sense. The borderline realistic category. I had three names, uh, one trade guy, two buyout guys. Najee Marshall was in there. Bobby Marks, uh, when he suggested him, said, I don't think New Orleans would do it, which is why I put him as borderline realistic because he probably could convince them to trade him, but he does play 18 minutes a night and he's played in 40 games for them. So he is getting actual minutes, um, but he's like a fine three and D guy. Just you, if if Hauser's not shooting well or Pritchard's not making his shots, you can plug him in there. He'll give you a little bit of a different look on defense at the very least. Fine, whatever. Um, and the buyout guys were Gallinari but it seems like the Pistons kind of want to keep him around because he's helping their offense. And the other guy, which I don't, I think you might get mad at me or is probably an unpopular take. If he gets bought out, I would not hate PJ Tucker on this team. <laughs> I'm not getting mad at you. I think PJ Tucker is kind of hilarious to be honest with you. Like mm. his whole wanting to be in Philly with Harden, getting traded the Clippers along with Harden, <laughs> and then saying that he's going to ask for a trade from the Clippers. And I think, I forget what the sourcing was on it, but I saw PJ Tucker's actively looking to be traded. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, if you trade for him, well, you can't. But if you get him via buyout, it's not the worst thing. It's found money. It's the same thing as Drummond. And at least that's a guarantee that he's not going to be trying to guard Tatum in the playoffs because mm-hmm. he's done actually a pretty decent job at it. I know Tatum had 50 in game seven last year. <laughs> but looking back to the Heat series from 2022, Tucker was a big, big factor in the way that he mm-hmm. defended Tatum. He's and, he's older. He's not that P.J. Tucker anymore. But at the very least, he's not going to be out there trying to hurt your guys. To be perfectly clear, P.J. Tucker is not very good anymore. Obje- like and, and like my brain understands That's this mean. is not a good signing for the Celtics. He hasn't played since November. Like he's well, not in the rotation. They, they don't want to give him an opportunity. <laughs> he's he's kind of fucked like, if you ask me. He's objectively bad. And in, in his last five games that he did play in, he didn't score a single point and he took two shots. He's not good. Like he's that's not, what he's, he's doing not with Philly. And then However, he had, he came out in game seven and made like three threes in the first I quarter. I wanted to put my head in the microwave. Go ahead. However, if for some reason you'd need somebody to just go muck it up, which I know this is ironic after like what four or five episodes ago, I said I don't believe in that. I don't think you need someone to start a fight. You need a great like, guy. I, yeah, you maybe I'm, yeah, you do need to get. The I know. Guy. Maybe Jack's I'm stepping. Maybe I'm stepping on my own toes. You know, going back on my word. But like, I don't hate it. Like, no, no one in that 15th roster spot is going to give you much. No one, no one they likely acquire is going to do much. If he's the guy, and you just get him there to be effectively be Grant, but not playing. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> just I don't care. Like that'd be cool. So you know, uh, that is my my take that I feel like people will get mad and yell at me at because I and again in my brain I know he's not good I know he's not great anymore but I just think it would be like why not like get, get him in there for just to annoy people. <laughs> PJ Tucker, uh, Jack watched and, and realized that the Celtics had lost a couple games to the Pacers, and he was like, <laughs> they need to get somebody to fight James Johnson. He gets asked by James Johnson. James That's Rush okay. That's okay. It's better him kicking his ass than like. I don't want to say Tatum or Brown. Like 
who could I realistically see pissing off James Johnson? Al Nobody Horford, maybe. Team. I don't think so. I don't think anybody in the Celtics team. Al Horford's off, like really. a little bit of an instigator. He does yeah, the but thing. I, I don't think he would piss off James Johnson. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but you got to protect the boys. Pritchard, Pritchard would. Pritchard would probably. Do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like beating <laughs> Pritchard's ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, past that. So the next category I had on here, I didn't have Chris Dunn on my list, by the way, which is an oversight on my end. That's my bad. I would probably. Well, no, put him... I. I don't think it's like super realistic anymore. But I have unrealistic categories, okay. so I would probably put him under that category. Um, same thing with Royce O'Neal, who I also didn't put on, who is another like oh maybe guy. But how much did he make? Um, like nine ish million around there. I don't know if you want to give up a first round pick for him though. Yeah, and got the How's bench. He been that, playing okay. Nine for also for what it's worth, nine mil would have to be like every single minimum contract guy. It's okay. So and, and probably Jordan Walsh, like like every single exactly like like. Like now we know um, Jordan Walsh can score in an NBA game, so it's <laughs> kind of tough to trade him. Um, we weren't sure for a while. Let me fact check myself on that. I just want to know how much you can get up to without it. He makes 9.5 mil. So if you put in all of the minimum guys, yeah, I don't think it'd get you there. I think you would need uh, either Jordan Walsh or Pritchard in that deal to make it work. What if you um, do so. GoFundMe? Like you signed <laughs> to the 15th roster spot, GoFundMe, and... <laughs> You can trade him. <sighs> no. Um, the next category I had on here was. Uh, so it, they changed the title. Bill did for editing purposes, which fair enough. It's realistic. But why? As in realistic. But like, what's the point? Like, why? It doesn't make just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Uh, in that category, I had Otto Porter Jr. Who's like. Like I just man, he's kind of washed at this point. Chetty Osman, who is way too similar to Sam Hauser, I think, to get minutes. Uh, and then I grouped together four players of like, what's the point? Like, would they play over Sam Hauser? No. Would they play over? You know, maybe they're a little bit better than O'Shea Brissett, but they don't bring the same thing. Jalen McDaniel's, Reggie Bullock, Robert Covington, Jay Sean Tate, like. Eh. Hmm. I, I, like I don't hate Covington and, and Bullock of the th- four of them, but like it's just me to me. Like it's the whatever. problem is is Hauser has been good enough this year where that's not an area you need to look to improve. Like last season, exactly. A lot of the discussion, especially like this time, maybe the few months before this, was who can they bring in? Because Gallinari got hurt. Like it was mellow right when it happened. Everyone was like mellow. Mellow's going to be on the Celtics. Mellow, mellow, mellow. I did a few articles where I was like, Otto Porter, Porter Jr., like, he would be great. Like, just won a title with the Warriors. He has the experience, blah, blah, blah. And there was so much room for improvement there. It was a big question mark. Now you've had a year with Hauser getting real minutes, and he looks comfortable. He's fine. He isn't a weakness on defense, despite the way he looks. And there's nobody, I think, for this price that you're going to bring in that's going to make it worth your while and play him off the floor or even give you something completely different than Hauser to be Grant. Cause I don't think they have a grant this year and they could probably use one, somebody that can guard the bigger guys, but can also hang with the smaller ones and shoot threes pretty well. Get your buckets with your first bet at FanDuel America's number one sports book, because right now new customers $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. 
bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams, quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Massachusetts 21 plus and present in MA. Hope is here. First online real money line wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. I just don't think they have that body anymore. I was going to say, that's that's also not something that just kind of is floating out there. Like That's just not something well, that's really... I mean, Grant is floating out there, but that's neither here nor there yeah, yet. That's not allowed. Um, the other two in the realistic but like not needed category are Mike Muscala, which... <laughs> don't you don't surely need him and Javon Carter, which is like maybe you get him for the little bit of a defensive dichotomy at the point guard position. But like if you're looking for anything at the point guard spot, you'd probably want a little bit more size in addition to Pritchard. And Carter is not that he's about the same height, so <clears throat> it doesn't make sense to me. Um, borderline unrealistic. Uh, I have three people I have Nick Richards, uh, Simone Fontecchio, and Sadiq Bay. I, I don't really like, I don't really see it like. Nick Richards is playing big minutes in an in injured Hornets rotation. Simon Fontecchio looks really good, and the Jazz don't seem like they're just going to sell pieces for nothing. And then Sadiq Bay, one, I don't love the fit because he needs the ball in his hands, and I don't think he's better. Like he's a better fit than Hauser on this team. And two, I feel like they could get easily outbid if they wanted to trade Bay. Like I, I think other teams would give more because they have a bigger role for him. So um, <clears throat> meh, meh, and all those guys. And, and Bay has been able to take on a little bit more of an off-the-ball role this year and just, just being forced to, right? Because you're playing with Trey Young. You're playing with DeJounte Murray. Those are guys that are going to need the ball in their hand. Trey Young dishes out so many assists because he has, like, a my career style where it's, like, not to say he's not passing the ball well, but, like, it's very, very much Trey Young is going to have the ball. He's going to put pressure on the defense and make the play. Bay has not done well. He's, what, 31% from three, 32%? Hmm. If he's going to join the Celtics, it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be what they're asking him to do. So to your point, the fit doesn't make a ton of sense there. It could happen. Mm-hmm. People would get excited. They'd be like, finally, like this guy killed us when he was with the Pistons. He has that you little know, green spot on his hair. That's also true. He did kill them. And Brad Stevens does love getting Brad Stevens <laughs> is Ryan from the office. Just taking notes. Yeah. Um. Next category I had was unrealistic, but would be cool. Uh, Blake Griffin to fill the spot. Cool. I haven't heard uh, much about Blake Griffin though. No, Kelly Olynyk, Kenrich Williams, Jalen Smith, guys. I just don't think Kenrich are going to get traded. I just they're not going to get traded. Um, Dario Saric, I think it might be sneaky realistic, but I don't think yeah. so personally. Um, if the Warriors decide to sell, like if the sell, I'd give up a first round pick for Dario Saric to bring him in. I think he's a good player. Um, well, also the Warriors really can't afford to sell. Like there's no, that's there's no. Well, it's top four protected, right? They're not getting that low, though. They're not. It is they tough. Can't. Like this they is can't. like there is the, literally no way for them to get that low. This is like, um, oh man, I don't know what the word is, but it's like literally the year for just dog shit teams. Yep. It's like you got the, either... you got the terrible team Avengers, like Pistons, Spurs, Wizards, Hornets, all like hovering around ten wins or less. Good luck. 
It, it's yeah. tough because the Warriors have been ass, but they're not mm-hmm. going to get paid for it. No, <clears throat> no. Uh, so I don't think that's realistic. The other one, which, again, I don't think is realistic, is Alex Caruso. You can't get there without giving up either all the bench and Jordan Walsh or Peyton Pritchard and two of the guys. Like, you could get there with Pritchard and Lamar and Svee. I think that gets you there. And so, I, in the past, have been no Pritchard's good long term. However, that actually, I don't even know if you can get there with Lamar and Sfi only. I think you'd also have to throw in um, Delano, which I mean, at that point, like whatever. But um, the question is, and I was debating this with Bobby Kravitsky, who's very high on a Caruso deal, mm-hmm. is would you trade two first round picks? Because the Bulls are very very we don't want to trade him we want to be mid like let us keep him um i also think they might get there's a chance they could get outbid for caruso too so that makes another issue but i think the question of would you trade first round two picks for alex caruso or two lottery protected firsts or a first then one like kind half first you know what i'm saying like all those picks whatever yeah like what's the line for him and would you trade pritchard as well keeping into consideration that he is under contract for this year and next year so like you'd get him for two but like they'd probably have the three best three and D guards in the league. <laughs> so here's the thing, especially since you mentioned Jordan Walsh, right? Caruso is shorter, but he is essentially what you're kind of hoping that Jordan Walsh will turn into. Correct. Like everyone's like, he's going to play defense and shoot threes. Well, look, no, Andy's bald too. They both, you know, Very anyways, true. Look no further than Alex Caruso. I'd be I'd be willing to part with Walsh for Caruso. I think that's the first name that we've talked about where I'd be well, like, okay. Context, you'd also have to give O'Shea in that deal. So if that changes your mind. Well, like you're getting <laughs> what you want out of those two guys in Caruso, though. You know? And I know, but not, it, it, I'm a fan of set. The added context to that would be the Bulls would have to release enough players to make the deal happen. So I, that's why that deal gets a lot trickier because everyone they can't because they can't like say oh we'll just not take delano they have to release guys on their roster to take those guys in so that's where it gets very difficult and that's why mid-season trades are so hard with with big things like that yeah and and with the bulls being posturing like we want to compete which i'm not sure is true they just might be trying to negotiate and send a message but it would be tough it's tough (laughs) to really like make them break down and want to give up guys Caruso would be fun. Very. I'm not thrilled about what the cost would be. It's a lot of your depth. I think Brissett adds value regardless if he's a staple of the rotation or not, regardless if I think he's going to play playoff minutes. He has the play style to where if he was forced into a playoff game, there could be an O'Shea Brissett game, and it wouldn't be shocking at all. It would be a game where he's out there, gets some rebounds, make some hustle plays in the tide kind of turns, just like his debut against the heat in the home opener. The exact thing could happen in the playoffs. And you could say that for anybody, but that play style warrants that kind of unsung hero ball more than a lot of other guys. I love Caruso. I think it'd be a good trade, um, but I just, it's not realistic. And the depth thing is also kind of scary. Uh, the last things quickly, unrealistic guys, Tyus Jones, TJ McConnell, Thad Young, I don't think either of those are realistic things. And then stop suggesting this is Isaiah Stewart and Gordon Hayward. Just not, it's not going to happen. Not, and one is literally illegal. Like one literally cannot happen uh, as Sam freezes, as he's about to make a, a funny ha joke. He's going to be real mad when he comes back. But um, 
I think we covered a lot of them. Uh, realistically, John Conchar seems like the only one. Hello, welcome back, Sam. What were you saying? Uh, I don't remember. I think uh, what the hell? Oh, I was saying knock it off. Yeah, literally, literally yeah. knock it off. Not gonna happen. But did we miss any? Did we miss any potential trade targets that we we that I didn't cover in that article outside uh, of Chris Dunn and Royce O'Neal, who I mentioned? I don't think so. I mean, you could be Sorry like then. Dorian Finney-Smith. What about him? Because we're hearing about that in the rumor market. The answer is. He makes too, too much, much money. money, too much money. Kelly Olenek also for what it's worth. It would have to be Peyton Pritchard for minimum salary guys and then whatever else. And the jazz would have to also figure out a way to make it work because he's poison pilled Peyton Pritchard. So they'd have to send out certain stuff, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. You could technically take Chris Dunn back in that deal too, and just absorb him into the TPE and then send out picks. But uh, my tweet today of I don't think it's realistic and might not be worth it, but Peyton Pritchard and minimum contract guys for Olenek and Dunn works just a matter of picks and price, which would be kind of cool. But what anyways, if tights? <clears throat> what if tights? Imagine. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. No, not Clippers. Trading. You kind of owe the Celtics after what you did this summer. <laughs> They're not trading ties. He plays real minutes for them. He's a dog. He's playing well too. He is a dog. He's a beast. All right. Um. Next Celtics thing we got, offensive rebounds. Speaking of Andre Drummond, greatest rebounder ever. Great Slowly, rebounder ever. Yeah. after what felt like a season of fixing the issue, Celtics have been the worst defensive rebounding team. Or, sorry, opponents are grabbing the most offensive rebounds uh, against the Celtics than any other team over the last five games for all teams. Um, it's been a real problem. It popped up in the Lakers game, obviously. popped up in the Indy game. It popped up in the Grizzlies game, <clears throat> even in the first quarter. Yep. It's weird because it feels like, like I said, like they've been pretty good at it. What, what the hell? Is it just a matter of try harder? Like, I like what's going on randomly? It could be some try harder, to be honest. Like, nobody's out. Porzingis playing. Al's playing. Al's playing well. Tatum Brown was out against the Grizzlies and didn't play well against the Lakers. I don't know. It could be a, wow, they're blocking shots right into the hands of the opposing team like we saw against the Lakers. But, yeah. Try harder. Definitely do that. It is February. It's kind of the boring part of the season. Probably for these guys, they're ready for the all-star break. They're probably fatigued. And that can pop up, especially in games that don't have a big bright light around them. But the bad part is, is these games have had the bright light on them. The Clippers game, two of the best teams in the league playing, get whomped at home. Pelicans, good team in the West, competitive. You played well. You closed it out. You won. Pacers, team that's beaten you twice this season, more than anybody else. You're giving up offensive rebounds. Be serious. The Lakers, it's the Lakers. Show up. Play for real. My mom was talking to me and was like, I actually like thought she was making some good points. She was talking about like, this is not a um, you know, niche point. Other people have had this thought. But with like LeBron and Davis out, these guys are like, prove it time especially because it kind of felt like them sitting was them sending a message to the front office being like, do something about this shitty roster. And all those guys kind of took a person and literally outworked the Celtics. You can't let that happen in a game like that. You just can't. The, the Celtics are too good for that. And the rivalry means a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The offensive rebounding 
it's like a weird thing that's popped up recently. I don't think it's necessarily something like I saw somebody make a point like, oh, they're bad lately. Maybe they trade for under Drummond. I don't think you need yeah. to like focus a trade on this one issue. I think you could just fix the issue because it's not like it was a problem all season. This hasn't been a, a trend, a continuous thing. It's been a trend for the last five games. But then just go back to the way you were playing before where you fixed it and where it wasn't a big problem. Like you don't that that's not what I think the Celtics should look for in a potential trade. Like, like it can be, it can be helpful. Like you can get someone yes. who could help on the glass, but don't, don't make the trade specifically to fix an issue that has been happening for five games, right? Like just go back and, and fix it. From then on out, but. The offensive <laughs> rebounding is the equivalent of traffic. Like just drive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just get the rebound. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, next thing we got, you mentioned it briefly, or you mentioned him yeah. briefly. Grant Williams. Hashtag uh, in- him in trade rumors with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, <laughs> reportedly from Mark Stein of the Stein line, longtime NBA insider. Uh, the Bucks and Mavericks have had, quote, exploratory talk discussions uh, of a potential trade that would swap Bobby Portis and Grant Williams. The Bucks, however, have not been willing to swap Portis for Williams without additional players or draft picks involved. Uh, I just think it would be the funniest thing of all time for the Bucks to trade for Grant Williams after he killed them and knocked them out of the playoffs. Um, it just would be hilarious. <laughs> That's all. I just think all of it's funny. Like anything Grant is funny to me. I think Grant's quality. I like Grant. He's just really fun to make fun of. And the fact that he went to Dallas, wanted a bigger role, got it, started strong, and then it's just ever so slightly sucked and sucked and sucked more and sucked more as the months have gone on is just the perfect like downfall. I'm not rooting for him to be bad, but it might be a little funny that he's bad. And I would like to think- be bad for the Bucks. I think it would be even funnier to see Grant get the Tatum assignment in the playoff series. <laughs> oh, that that would be kind of funny, like him, like trying to be a hard ass against the Celtics. Yeah, they didn't think that of would, that, did he? That would rule. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play Grant in the playoffs because I wouldn't want like that weird chip on the shoulder, like edge. But I would also like kind of like that because yeah. I think the Celtics would also get the chip on the shoulder edge. Like those guys love to pick on Grant. They love to bust his balls. So that'd be a great way for them to have a new avenue to do so. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm sure like there is a little bit of a you left like for a bigger role, like within the team. Like you can't tell me that the guys on this team, especially the ones that were here last year, aren't like would be kind of cool if you still around to like do the things that we don't have. Like he mm-hmm. didn't have to leave. And of course, at the time, I don't think anybody could have predicted that Rob Williams wouldn't be on the team. And that opened up a ton of ground for him to have minutes if he had stayed or just get traded to Portland instead of Rob. Uh, and now it's like, oh, wow, kind of sick to have Grant Williams on the team. Jack was right all along when I was like, I don't know why there's any discussion of Grant, like having a role here. There wouldn't have been any role, which yeah, the you time, kept, there would not have been, but you kept telling me it. he wouldn't play. <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't have played with, with Rob. I don't think there wouldn't have been I, as much still, room. I still disagree. Still, it doesn't matter because this... there was no Rob and you would have been right. <clears throat> Anyways. um, I think. For what it's worth as well, like in theory, player to player, like Grant Williams would probably be a pretty good fit on that Bucks team. He would help their defense. He'd give them some yeah. force spacing. Uh, the way he's playing now, maybe not. But in theory, him on that roster does make some sense. Um, I don't know if you'd trade Bobby Portis for it. Like Bobby Portis seems like a pretty important piece for you just to throw in. It, I, I feel like I'd rather do like Pat Connaught in plus salary filler to get to Grant right. and then get something else back from the match maybe. Pat but nine-ish mil, a little over nine mil. Pat makes um, nine mil. Yeah, they extended him recently, the past few years. Um, let me check. There, there it is, Jack. What? 
Pat makes do we have nine any point, more guys? Nine point four mil. In? You'd have to trade Pritchard to get there. Nine point four. Massachusetts boy Jack. No. <laughs> you don't trade Pritchard for that. Uh, you don't need it. Um. Anyways, there's that. Grant to Bucks would be one more Grant thing. I do wonder if Grant is impacted by the Mavs, meaning Luca. Because Porzingis went on the Reddick. Let me let me talk. He went on the Reddick pod and kind of talked about what it was like, how it was different. Now, Grant and Kristaps are not the same player, and Grant is nowhere near as good as Kristaps. But I do wonder if that has kind of not taken him out of it, but made it more difficult for him to feel confident when it's not going well. Because there are less opportunities for him to do things besides shoot threes on offense. I could not disagree with you at all. Any that near you. What? That must be you. Wow. I have no idea. Oh, right. You moved your currently? hand and went away. Oh, I was holding something. My bad. I was holding the mic. Um, I couldn't disagree with you more. I think he has more opportunities to do other things and shoot threes in Dallas than he ever has in Boston. He like you like that Boston team last year. All like Sick all he was base. doing is shoot threes. All, like that's all he did. And he did those pump fakes a little bit more last year, but I, I think they want him to be more than just a three point shooter in Dallas because that's why they traded for him. Like I, and for what it's worth, he's also look. like um, taking more shots than he ever has this year. He took six last year, which is 6.8 this year. It's not a huge jump, which is like, he, he, he has a larger role in Dallas this year than he ever has in Boston. And so I just, I disagree with that notion. Um, I think see. it's a good fit. And I, I think it was always thought of as a good fit. It's just, he hasn't played as well as people wanted him to. He's taking but, 0.8 more shots per game. Yeah. That's what and he's taking 0.8 more threes per game. So the ratio is about the same. Yeah. Fair. It's also uh, right. averaging the same amount of points. <clears throat> Yeah, he's just having it down here. It is what it is. Shooters have those stocks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move on to the email, see what people have to say uh, over there. Thank you all for tuning in. But before we get into that, let us give away some popcorn. Go over to the wheel. I'll apologize to Timo. Apparently, I thought Timo has won before, but he told me he didn't. So we're going to allow him back on the wheel. Uh, And we got two wheels today. (laughs) Timo versus D-Train. 50-50 chance, Timo. This is your redemption story. Here goes. Who's it going to be? Who's it gonna be? Redemption for Timo. <laughs> no redemption. Timo has perished. Timo, you better comment again. What Timo problem? just threw his phone across the room. D train, email us uh, at hbtcpod at gmail.com uh, with your name and phone number. We'll get you hooked up with a ten dollar gift card to Inpopnito. Appreciate y'all for commenting. Make sure to comment what's popping for a chance to win ten dollars. Get yourself some really good popcorn. All right, let's go to the email. <clears throat> See what people have to say. First one from Philip. Philip Harp, happy birthday, the birthday boy pod advice. Hey, guys, I'm trying to keep these shorter. I have heard Jack mention he's a listener of the NBA front office pod. What other pods about the NBA do you guys listen to? Do you have time to follow any other Celtics pods? And this may be something you can't answer for political reasons, but are there any other pods you rat list? I can think of a few, but don't want to call them out in an email if you guys want to keep it friendly. Best Phil. Phil, if you'd like to send us what you'd like to rat list, we're not going to put it on the show, but we will read it and we will laugh. 
Um, might even send you a thumbs up. Yeah, because we are cynical. Uh, I don't want to rattle any pods, and I'm going to make sure you don't either. Uh, as well, far as other editing, pods... The editing tools. I will, but if you make me do more work, I'm just going to be mad. Uh, <laughs> um, I listen to NBA Front Office Pod. That's usually my go-to. I listen to JJ Redick and Zach Lowe as well. Their pods are both good. Uh, as far as other Celtics pods, I don't really have time. Like, I, like I cover the Celtics. I just That's not how I consume right. Celtics content. Um, but when I do, Locked On. Goat John Corrales is a beast. Celtics Lab came to bat to buy beast. Um, still potable, also very good. All, all the Celtics spots are good. First, the floor. This, I mean, this is just gonna be us, you know, upping the people we hang out with and, and talk to. So, uh, I mostly listen to NBA shows though when I'm not like when I'm listening to podcasts though to catch up with the rest of the league. Yeah, in terms of NBA, I love Bill Simmons. I guess that kind of counts towards the Celtics pod because he talks a lot about the Celtics, and I do like getting that while also getting the national perspective. Besides that, you can probably tell like I don't listen to a ton of NBA pods. I like more of stuff that's making me laugh. So I love part of my take. I love um, We Might Be Drunk. I like, what else do I listen to? I listen to Reddick once in a while. Anytime there's like a guest I'm really interested in hearing from, I'll listen to Reddick. Uh, besides that, I, I don't know. I don't have like a ton of pod time anymore, sadly. It happens, man. We're busy. It's also like not pod on. season. When when the what? playoffs come around, it's uh, pod season. That that is, I'll go for a drive to hear what people got to say. Gotcha. I see. All right. Yeah, I mostly listen to the car too. All right. Next one from RJ. What's popping, Marcus and Marcus? Excuse me, and Walsh. This was after the Grizzlies game. Even guys, that was fun. I don't care that most of the Grizzlies roster was on the injured reserve. The Celtics got to honor Marcus in a fashion that they didn't do for KG on his number of retirement, winning the damn game. Uh, we got to see Jordan Walsh score his first NBA points. Quit a touch good night indeed. Uh, sorry. Uh, I know us hoop nerds. Uh, it's so weird because it never does it. It must be the back. Is it doing it? If I go like this, does it do it? No. Okay. I must. I think I accidentally, my pinky was touching like the, the port in the back. So I'll avoid that. Okay. Um, my bad. I was like, it's never done that before. It just sounds um, like on Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Someone has a bad mic and it's just like, my bad, my in bad. The background. Uh, rest of RJ's email. Sorry. Uh, I know us hoop nerds have been losing our minds waiting for Walsh to get time in minutes, but it seems like a lot of the Celtics fandom is getting behind the kid too. Or am I imagining that either way? He seems like he may be the first successful graduate of Celtics. You up in Maine. We'll talk about that. Uh, when I watch him on the court, he's playing ball the right way. Even when he's not, in the primary action on defense, his head is on a swivel and he seems to understand the concept of boxing out. I look forward to seeing him get more minutes as the season progresses. Be well, RJ. Um, yeah, good that they won the game. Good for Jay Walsh. Uh, Celtics fandom is absolutely getting behind him. There's a huge pop when he yep. scored. Also, as far as successful Did graduate the debut, what do you mean? When it was his debut out, like he touched the ball. Oh, yeah. There was a, a buzz around the garden. It was crazy. They were amped, man. Yep. Um, as far as graduates of Celtics, you Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett. Like, there's two on Hauser, the team right now. Cornette. Yeah, Cornett <laughs> yeah. has two banners. He has two. <laughs> he has two banners in Maine. Yeah. Yeah. The lobsterman. Uh, nut. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have an alliteration. I panicked. What were you even oh, trying to say? You the leader, like, RJ. You... <laughs> RJ is like the biggest Maine fan that I know. He always will talk to us mm. about Maine. Lobsterman yeah, yeah. leader. That is RJ's nickname. Lobster lads leader. You forgot the L. <laughs> lobster lads. Oh, I um, Whatever. Same thing. I'm just, that's just what RJ calls it. Yeah. Um, all right. Last email from RJ again. Trade oh, deadline odds. Wait. Sorry. I didn't like actually talk about Walsh. So I'm excited oh. about Walsh. Sorry. I wanted to actually give feedback on Walsh. I'm excited yeah, about you Walsh. You decided to fucking try to make an alliteration joke instead yeah. and fumbled all over yourself. Yeah, I did. Uh, 
he needs to get bigger. When you look at him compared to all the other guys watching on TV, he's clearly like not as muscular. I think this is going to be a huge summer for Walsh, whether it's actually the summer league and him showing up in Vegas and playing, or it's just a get swole summer for Walsh. Regardless is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see the Instagram pics. He's going to be posting a little pump after the gym, or is it going to be dropping buckets in Vegas? I'm excited for next year, Walsh, because I think there's real potential for him to earn more minutes. You're seeing somebody like O'Shea Brissett. If Walsh is able to physically get to where he needs to be, he could very easily earn minutes like that. Yeah, I agree. I I don't know if I I still don't know if he gets minutes next year. I think year three Walsh is when we start to see serious things, especially because Dan Hauser. Because Hauser is going to be gone. I think that's when you'll see. If he's gone, I I assume he'll be gone. Um, All right. Walsh needs to lift some weights. (laughs) Also true. Uh, Last email from RJ. What's popping? Trade deadline odds. Morning, guys. Time for my only wagering lines. What sort of trades will the Celtics make? I won't try to guess any specific players. Brad plays his cards as tightly as Danny did. My only take is that if someone tweeting a, quote, inside sources report counted as vapor. That said, my tote board currently. Seize trade deep bench players plus picks for a wing, 65 to 1. Seize trade deep bench gar, uh, players plus picks for a center, 35 to 1. Seize trade deep bench players plus picks for a point guard, 20 to 1. I don't see the Celtics moving off of Pritchard as much uh, as this is a depth move in case of injury. Neither Banton nor Davison are ready to assume a 10 minute of roll night uh, at this point in their development. See, uh, also, seize trade a rotation player plus picks for a winger or guard, 700 to 1. See straight a rotation player for plus picks for a center, 500 to one. Well, I don't see either as likely the idea that the Celtics might move Luke and his expiring contract seems slightly less unlikely. Uh, six C's trade. One of the starting six, no line. Realistically, I think the competition is quote converting Katie to a full contract versus available center on the buyout market. And even then I like Nimi's chances better. This is my long winded of saying, thanks Jack for your overview piece on Celtics blog. Be well, RJ. Yeah, we went over it. Um, good, good. $10 on all of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was case. on Celtics Lab today. Someone, uh, I forget who said it, but they were like, yeah, since Kelly, uh, who was it? Kelly Olenek, DeLondrite, and Andre Drummer were mentioned, count on the Celtics trading for none of them because Brad Stevens never lets his stuff Yeah, the Brad out. Stevens uh, trades don't happen after you hear about them. The, Only one was Al. Only one was Al. <laughs> and that wasn't even reporting. It was just speculation. That was just me saying they should trade for Horford. I know. Please trade for Horford. <laughs> Everyone was in on Horford. Everyone wanted him. Not you. Where did that narrative come from? Just because you want something doesn't mean I don't. Like, we don't always have to be against each other, you psychopath. I said, yeah, Horford back was great. I just don't know if it'll definitely happen. And you were all in. And you interpreted my, my like, realism oh. <laughs> or, or, like, hesitancy with realism, hate buddy. Al Horford. <laughs> who, who was in the real world on that one? <laughs> It's hindsight. It happened. I was, <laughs> you're an asshole. I had, yeah, I don't know why I still do this podcast. Uh, <laughs> let's check in around the NBA. Um, see how teams are playing right now. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. Celtics have it won one in a row. Nothing. The Bucks, Docker, it takes nothing for what? Me to get mad or for you to fucking vaporize some for me to get under your skin. <laughs> Bucks Doc Rivers era has been going terribly. They're five and five in their last ten, and one and three under Doc. Including, did you see the game last night, or did you see what happened? I saw the. Uh, hey, the Bucks are up twenty. Hey, the Bucks lost by twenty. Mm-hmm. The two screenshots of them being up. I want to say what sixty-one to forty-three, and then they lost. They were up. They were up twelve going into the fourth quarter. They got outscored in the fourth, forty to thirteen. 
40 to 13 in the fourth. It was terrible. Also, That's I forgot awful. To say it. why would you tell me that? I don't need to know that before bed. I forgot to say this at the start, but my dad wanted to, me to credit him. My dad oh, won his parlay. parlay yeah, I he won his papa parlay. Uh, so shout out, uh, Mr. Simone, pregame legend. Shout out my dad, Tom. Uh, cool. Beast. Wanted me to say something. Back to the NBA stuff. Um, Bucks, five and five in the last time. Not very good. Cavs still surging. They've won their last five games. We were talking about the Cavs and saying like, oh, they haven't been playing good teams. They started playing good teams again, and they're still playing good basketball. So credit, credit to them. They've won 14 of their last 15 games. Um, they beat the Clippers. They beat the the Bucks in there. They beat the Magic in there. So they, they've been taking on some like quality teams. They've also played the Spurs. They've also played the Grizzlies and the Pistons and the Hawks and the Nets. So there's there's a fair share of bad teams in there, but they have strung together. I mean, regardless if you're playing bad teams or not, 14 out of 15 is like, yeah, okay, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> That's pretty good. So they've surged up to three in the East, and if they win tonight, I think they move up to second in the East in terms of percentages and stuff. About the top. Um, oh, yeah, the percentage will definitely take them up. <clears throat> Knicks also on fire. Um, they are nine and one in their last 10. They did lose their last game. I think that was the Lakers, but they are still playing yep. very well. Um, I also saw a streak, uh, Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart are starting a podcast, which is hilarious called the roommates podcast. Um, and also I saw a streak and both of them were clowning, uh, Ryan Archer Diakno, who became the first NBA player to play in 20 straight games without scoring a point, uh, which is awesome. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, he hates scoring PJ Tucker's next. Hmm. 76ers five and five in the last 10. Uh, we'll talk about them beating a little bit, Biggest but their loss. season's uh, they're cooked. <laughs> they're cooked. Pacers four and six in the last 10. They did win their last game though. So they're figuring it out. They're trying to, at least the Halliburton minutes thing is still a mess. Magic five and five in the last 10, but they've won three in a row. They're turning it around. Heat still bad. Two and eight in their last 10 for Miami. They've fallen off a cliff. Uh, Bulls, Hawks, Nets continue to be horrendously mid although the hawks have been picking up the pace since trey young got quote snubbed from the all-star game he's been on fire just one player of the week and then the bottom of the east raptors hornets wizards pistons tragic just really bad <laughs> have you seen some of this hornet stuff that's come out no like steve clifford was like we're not not trying we're just not talented <laughs> he was like my team yeah. dude please stop and then I think it was like a video of all the players like laughing. Like, I forget what the hell. I saw that. <clears throat> I saw the players thing. They were down by like 30 and they were just laughing on the bench. They were just laughing. LaMelo was, oh, what the fuck did he say? I don't know. I, I don't know where like to look it up. But he had like some quote where he was post-game interview. And it was like, we we going to try. But we going to have fun too. We going to have fun no matter what. So like they don't even seem like they care that they're getting their asses kicked. The one positive for them, I think Brandon Miller's actually played really well. So that's good for them that they hit on a draft pick. He just put up 35. He yeah, just they, up. they just have to like start to bring in guys that can help them compete around LaMelo and Brandon Miller, mm -hmm. which maybe next year's their little leap year. They're not going to be Thunder leap year, but they may like, I don't know, jump up to maybe well, nine. We know the Pistons are, or excuse me, we know the Hornets are fucked now because that's what Sam said about the Pistons last year. So expect the Hornets to win six games. Well, um, we also said Thunder. <laughs> what do you mean? We also we're, we predicted Thunder. Everyone predicted we're five hundred on that. <laughs> Everyone predicted the Thunder to be better. Uh, speaking of the Thunder, they've won three in a row, eight and two in their last ten. They are sitting atop the East with the Timberwolves, who are both thirty-five and thirteen. Or excuse me, thirty-five and fifteen. Yes. Clippers right there as well, thirty-three and fifteen. They've won three in a row. Nuggets also playing well. Kings a little bit of a surge. One, two in a row, six and four in the last ten. Suns also playing well. Hold on, what? 
What, what, what? The Nuggets, for I think two pods in a row now, have had this weird, they're half game back, but they're still yeah. in fourth place. And it mm-hmm. just continues to resonate. So then resignate or, or sit resignate is I might have misused the word, Resonate. but just just sits there. Mm. Yeah, it's just chilling. To be real. <clears throat> They're hanging out. Um, Pelicans five and five in their last ten. They're met Mavericks sliding. Although Luca and Kyrie are back tonight as we're recording this. Um, Who are they, they playing? They're Mavs game tonight. <laughs> uh, Philly, they're losing right now. Uh, oh, no. Come Not on, gonna... <laughs> Kyrie. You got to do something for the Celtics. You only uh, fucked them in 2019. They are playing in their 20th game together of 50 this season. So they're trying real hard. Um, outside of that, Jazz, four and six in their last 10. They're falling back down to the earth, as are the Rockets. Lakers, six and four in their last 10. They are one, two in a row, which sucks. Um, Warriors, still bad, four games under 500. And then the Grizzlies, Blazers, and Spurs are all pretty tragic. It is kind of funny that the Warriors are the team closest to the abyss. <laughs> like it's the three ass teams. <laughs> By the way, Memphis only has three less wins than the Warriors. They've just lost a lot more. And then the Warriors, who are just yeah. terrible. Like the Warriors on Reddit, their fans are like, what do we do with this guy? And it's just Clay. Yeah, like, Clay's been bad. Of him. I will say, for as terrible as they've been, the fact that they're only a game and a half out of the play in, like they're they're not dead. They're just bad. Right. Right? They're they're not completely dead. Should uh, we be although... rooting for them to die? <clears throat> Why? Sarge. Uh, I don't think it's realistic anyways. And I think if he does get made available, the Celtics could get outbid. So like, I'm not too worried about it. And I, for what it's worth, I don't think they will just crumble over. I think they'll keep trying no matter what, because they have no reason to be bad. Mbappe. So <laughs> be there no matter what, baby. No matter what. Uh, it took me a second. It took me a second. All right. Um, I don't think that I covered it all. Did we cover all the NBA stuff? I feel like there was something yeah. else I wanted to bring up, but I forgot. I've started uh, to compile all the Bleacher Report like quote memes on my phone. <laughs> I Love have the Wemby one. I have a Ben Simmons one now. What's Wemby? Wemby, when asked about playing a Madison Square Garden, it's not as big as I thought it would be. Yeah. Good meme. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> uh, next thing, we mentioned it briefly. Joel Embiid uh, effect, or out for a while. Uh, he will reportedly undergo the surgery to re- uh, repair his meniscus per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Um, procedure to address a left meniscus injury in the coming days uh, is when he's going to have it. Quote, the door isn't closed on a return to the season. However, they said they were hoping for like a two month recovery time. However, if it's fully torn, I think is what they said. It'll be longer. Uh, he's expected to miss an extended period, but a more precise timeline isn't expected until the doctors complete the procedure. Yeah. So all of that in TLDR. Sixer season is cooked <laughs> effectively. Right. And and the sucky part about that for them is this felt like a season that they could yes. really kind of compete. Not so much because of who they have, but every time we're like trade destinations for player X, it's like Sixers because they have the flexible contracts. They can just ditch and like bring in somebody that's going to help them instead of worrying about are they going to break up their rotation if they need to make some move. They didn't have that problem. So this is a really, really shitty season for this to happen to Embiid because they could have went out and got a DeRozan. They still could. They could get DeRozan or uh, DeJounte Murray, I guess, technically could fit there with the salary at least. Maybe not the fit fit. Who else has been rumored that we've been like Philly? 
I mean, Caruso. Um, uh, I don't hate Caruso. I don't hate um, Alex on Celtics blog brought it up. Bogdanovich, either of them. Oh, uh, yeah, what? I hate that. Yeah, right. They'd be good. Uh, Outside of that, <laughs> Clay, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know hate. It would be helpful though. I don't think I'd hate a for either team a Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter for Tobias Harris swap. I think that could be, yeah, not bad. Um, I mean, if you want to try to be competitive, you could do a one year Demar Derozan rental, um, with picks. What do you think they whatever. do? Do you? I mean, I'm sure Maury's just sitting there with his head in his hands because. He could have really got busy this trade deadline. But you, I think I mean, you could still I think, think they still get busy. Yeah, I still think they get busy. I don't think you can abandon your plans. I still think they will be a competitive playoff team. I still think they can win a first round series for what it's worth because Maxi's that good. Um, but it's going to be tough. Uh, I think you you add. Uh, I think, again, it was Alex who was talking about Philly, like still being a mover, still being one of the teams that he expects to make a move at the deadline. He was like, um, I still think they could. uh get players now that they could resign later um, and remain competitive. And so I think that's what they'll end up doing. But this whole Embiid could be back this season. Just don't be stupid. Like, like Alex said this too. He's like, don't risk it. You don't like, like one, he's probably never going to be the same as it is. Like, I'm pretty sure this is very similar to the injury Robert Williams had. And we see how he is doing currently. Um, Boy, just don't, don't put that don't, evil out there. Don't risk it, man. And we, I know the, you do too. I like Embiid. Come on. I like him. Uh, the one thing I'll say about the injury is he might be back, right? What does Embiid back look like after an injury? Exactly. We've, we've seen him come off of injury. If you want to point out something specifically, last year's series against the Celtics, he came back and he wasn't that dominant. Like, I don't think game five maybe was a really good Embiid game. But besides that, like, there weren't too many games where he was like, uh, unstoppable guy like we've seen this season it just hasn't happened in fact they lost four out of the six games he played in when they played the celtics so i'm not really sure if i'm philly how excited i'm even gonna get about him coming back off of no conditioning no game minutes in a playoff series not not to say he's gonna be nothing but he's not gonna be the mvp level player that everybody knows him as it's just not what we've mm-hmm. seen from him in the playoffs after he's been injured because it's every year. You can go and look. It's every single year. Yeah. <clears throat> I just I would just shut him down. I, I wouldn't risk it. I don't think it's worth it. Um, so there's that. Anyways, uh, next thing is LeBron and the Knicks. I don't like – I think this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But Brian Windhorst said on the Hoop Collective, <clears throat> uh, Quote, of course, he was cognizant and aware that he was putting a towel on that said New York Knicks. Why would he mess with the Knicks? Because he was using the Knicks as a tool to pressure the Lakers. This is because in an image or in a postgame interview, he was LeBron was wearing a Lakers towel uh, or excuse me, a Knicks Knicks towel towel, uh, in the Bleach Report article that was written. It was like the four time MVP MVP posted an ominous hourglass on X, formerly known as Twitter. Last week, it followed up by wearing a New York Knicks towel on national TV after Saturday's win. This is shut the fuck up. Like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. One, like, maybe LeBron's this big mastermind mind game trying to fuck with the Lakers. Maybe he was just grabbing a towel because he was fucking sweaty and wanted to wipe off. Two, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. And I think it's the lamest shit ever. Like, like there's actual basketball being played, and we're analyzing him wearing a towel that was just readily available to him. And what was a good game? 
shut the fuck up. It's so lame. It's so stupid, man. And I get, yeah. I get it's people's job. This isn't me shitting on Wendy for what it's worth. Like, I, it's, it's, I'm shitting on all the people who have constantly obsessed over every small fucking detail. Shut, stop, cut the shit. And, and, and it's Wendy's job to do it because these fucking suckers are eating it up. So it's just, it's lame. this is LeBron. And, and LeBron does petty shit like that. So to completely rule it out is kind of impossible. Like, you can't be like, he definitely wasn't fucking with them. Do I care that he's fucking with them? No. Do the Lakers care that he's fucking with them? No. Otherwise, kind of to circle it back to what my mom said, him sitting out against the Celtics was probably a message. The players on the team sent a message back saying, fuck you, we can play. This team was put together by LeBron when they were ass two years ago after they were, what, the seventh seed? And then um, they signed, like, all of his buddies in the summer, and they brought in all those guys. They were like, Melo, Lakers are back. Yeah. That's always the thing. Like, the Lakers won the offseason because LeBron has all these guys come in to join the team. Then it doesn't go well, and then it's like, why doesn't LeBron have any help? He's the one doing everything. You can't. If, if he truly was trying to send a message to the organization, he has no grounds to stand on. And I'd imagine they're getting sick of it. It's not translating to winning games anymore. They're, mm. they're like <clears throat> mediocre to like a T. They are yeah. dictionary mediocre. And they they're beat just the bad. Celtics. They're just a bad offensive team. And that's that's kind of like it, period. They're just a bad offensive team. <laughs> that's Get their in-season tournament ring. So the they NLB can't be that bad, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think all this shit is super fucking lame, and I don't that, care about. That's it. why I can't stand him because it's it's not <laughs> out of the realm of possibility that he was trying to do that. Very lame. Uh, next NBA thing is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard in a million years. Uh, so Nikola Vucevic was recently asked about the Bulls trade rumors. Right, he was like, oh, "What do you think of trade rumors, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. His response: Those are things that are out of my control. We feel we have enough. We have a lot of stuff we can do better on the court. We also have some stuff like injuries that's unfortunate to deal with, but I believe we have enough. King of the fourth quarter tweeted the perfect summary. Enough for what? What do you have enough for? Yes. Yeah. Like, like enough for what? What you don't have enough for shit. Zach Levine's out for the season. So even if you thought he was a big part of it, he's gone. And and Lonzo Ball hasn't played basketball in two years. You're stuck as the nine seed. Like the fact that they are okay with being the nine seed is, is insane to me. And not again, not because I, I, I think it's not valuable to be just mm. a competitive basketball team and trying to sell tickets and all that stuff. Like I get that some teams just do that. One, you're the Bulls. You're not just like a random like low sub market like whack ass right. market. Like, you're the you're Chicago the Bulls. And two, you have a clear pathway to get out of this. You have good assets on your team that can be sold and net you good picks. Alex Caruso could get you a couple firsts. DeRozan could probably get you at least one first. Vucevic could probably at least get you a first. Like, that's four first-round picks right there. Drummond could get you some seconds. You can get some young pieces in some of those deals. There's a clear pathway forward with a guy like Kobe White who is clearly good enough to be a good piece on a good team sometime moving forward. What the fuck are we doing? It's so brain-dead. And, and there's nothing... This isn't me mad at Vucevic, right? Of course he's going to say that. Of course he's going to say, we feel like we're a good team. We're a good team. Like You're going to back the team. Vuce, you're not, brother. Like, you're, it's, it's, you're, they're just bad. It's, I just thought that was a really funny quote. 
Well, maybe there is some enough. like subliminal confidence from him because they've done decent since Levine went out. Like they haven't been rolling everybody, but they did have that nice stretch where they played well and they beat a bunch of teams. So maybe that's the kind of thing like you hold on to as a player in a situation like this. You're like, well, we've done it. Like we have gone on a roll and we have the pieces that can help us win. But enough for what is the the correct question? Like they do have enough to be mediocre. I don't know if Levine is a needle mover for them. I don't know if he makes a difference or not. He doesn't seem to buy into what, like, you know, playing as a team mm -hmm. is. I don't know. But maybe Vucevic needs to put on a Knicks towel. Send a message. <laughs> or so he weird, puts yeah. on a Bulls towel to be like, yes, we got this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, last thing we're going to do. We're just going to skim through the two big trade article things that came out today. From um, Jake Fisher and Michael Scotto, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, Michael Scotto of Hoopsite. We don't have to spend a ton of time on them, just the big, oh, like, boom booms. Uh, okay, Jake Fisher first. Friend of the pod, Milwaukee staying aggressive after switching head coaches midseason. The Bucks remain committed to improving their roster and, quote, shopping for help. Connaught and campaign are the most likely outgoing scenario. Bobby Portis would need to be included for Milwaukee to chase bigger salary, like DeJounte Murray, Bruce Brown, or Andrew Wiggins. So, Bucks staying aggressive, shocker. Ooh, says Washington they got Wiggins. Even though he hasn't <laughs> played annoying, well, right? like I don't need to see him play well again against the Celtics. Would be annoying. Wizards are having a yard sale. Shocker. Uh Delon Wright, Tyus Jones. Duh. Uh, what is up, Orlando Sleeve? He mentioned actively targeting Chris Paul and Kyle Lowry. Uh, but okay. those whispers don't seem to be accurate. Perhaps Orlando would look to add Lowry if he does reach the buyout market, but there's been no trade interest from the Magic to make a deal with the Hornets. The same goes for Paul. So sounds like that is maybe a bit overblown. Um, uh, an aging smaller floor general would be incongruent with the rest of Orlando's build, which is flush with rangy defensive-minded athletes. While the Magic certainly uh, are certainly in need of perimeter scoring, it seems Orlando won't consider upgrades there either, unless that long-range threat is a sheer positive on the other side of the floor. Um, <clears throat> so they're looking at defense. The, the Hornets continuing to shop around Miles Bridges. The Suns are, are a team that, that has expressed interest. Phoenix has indicated a willingness to add a Kogi into a patch, package of Nas Little and two second round picks. They still want a first for him. Um, Detroit and Utah linked to Bridges as well. Uh, Mavs are not Our interested. Distance, they want the Nets guys. <clears throat> no, you can't. Come on. Uh, PJ Washington drawing interest. Uh, Clippers purported pursuit of Washington became noted. So the Clippers might want him. Mm. Um, <clears throat> one source went so far as to describe the Clippers Washington connection as quote, bad info, however. So maybe not. Uh, <laughs> what will the Knicks do? They've shown interest in Washington. Knicks appear more interested in Bruce Brown. However, um, it's become clear. The Knicks aren't willing to part ways with Quentin Grimes, unless the trading the young swing man for a perceived upgrade. Uh, Grimes continues to have fans in Atlanta and Utah. The jazz roster, uh, Olenek Clarkson. There, there's a lot more here. Uh, actually, only two more things. So I'll just quickly. That's Could Dejounte cool. Murray stay put? Might stay put effectively. The lack of teams uh, with legitimate first round pick ammo um, <laughs> has become apparent. And then point guard updates. Kobe White is off limits in Chicago. Shocker. Uh, Andre Drummond's the most likely player there to be traded. Caruso oh, yeah. has drawn interest, but the Bulls' asking price is quite steep. Lakers guard Gabe Vincent, who's become included in their outgoing trade conversations, appears on track to return by early March. Okay, there we go. Also, Jared Vanderbilt's after Lakers. That's just irrelevant. But yeah. season's over. Um, okay, Michael Scotto time. We're going fast pace. You fine with this? We just bang through it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. And then we can revisit okay. whatever we think is interesting. Go ahead and go through it. We know the Celtics stuff. They're staying active. Only Delon Wright, Andre Drummond. Net stuff. 
Um, uh, let's see. Brooklyn not looking to rebuild. Uh, Nets hope to build alongside Mikael Bridges, who's locked in. Uh, ben Simmons. Uh, sorry, sorry. Given Bridges' contract, Ben Simmons, 40.3 mil, uh, and the rest of the roster. Nets have a two-year window where they can potentially add more star power to improve the team. Doing so could shift Bridges to a second or third offensive option, depending on who they can acquire. Uh, Nets passed on four first-round picks at last year's deadline from the Grizzlies for Bridges uh, and the Rockets, who were willing to give back several of Brooklyn's unused remaining draft picks in the James Harden trade for Bridges. So that's you, you can't do that if you're the Nets. You can't do what? You can't you can't like have the Rockets take pity oh, on yeah. you and give you your picks back. No, no, you can't I know, do I know. that. The Grizzlies um, one is kind of interesting though because before everybody got hurt, like last year, if they got Bridges, that would have been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. Be good this year too. I mean, there's he's a good player. He'd be good for their future. Wings that could or potentially for, move imagine, are sorry. Imagine if they had their first from this year. Grizzlies, yeah. <laughs> Things might be going a little different. If, uh, um, Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal could be moved um, at the trade deadline last season. Finney-Smith could have uh, fetched two first-round picks. League sources told who's type uh, O'Neal could have garnered a first last year's trade line trade deadline as well. Uh, let's see. Lakers and Mavs have shown interest in Finney Smith. Um, as far as O'Neal, uh, Mavs, Nuggets, Pacers, Bucks, Timberwolves, Suns, Kings, uh, per the New York Post. Spencer Dinwiddie is another candidate who could be moved, uh, but he hasn't been getting much interest, I don't think. Jajante Murray for a package involving Dinwiddie and protected first can entice the Nets uh, to trade. Uh, Nick Claxton has also drawn interest, but Ravel's executives have come away uh, saying that Brooklyn will look to keep him. Uh, Bulls, Zach Levine is set to go uh, season-ended surgery, and so Detroit's no longer interested. Funny. Uh, Andre Drummond suitors, Celtics, Mavs, Lakers, Suns have shown interest. Rockets also considered it before getting Steven Adams. Um, They want the equivalent of two first-round picks for Caruso. Uh, Other rival executives are quietly monitoring the availability of Patrick Williams, but uh, since he failed to sign an extension and then they don't know what's happening with DeRozan. There's no idea what's going on. Um, Isaac Okoro, another name. Uh, I think the Knicks, Hawks, Pacers, Suns, Bucks, all teams to watch for Okoro. Um, the Pistons, Killian Hayes, uh, would prefer a change of scenery according to him and his representation. So that's, uh, hilarious. <laughs> um, Grizzlies could give Hayes a chance, said Scotto, because drummer is out. I mean, they just need fucking anybody at this point. Um, Timberwolves are interested in Burks and or Monte Morris, uh, among others. Grizzlies stuff. Xavier Tillman set for unrestricted free agency. Rival execs are monitoring if Memphis will move him or risk, risk losing him. That is a Celtics eyebrow. Maybe Not I wouldn't hate Tillman. Right? Uh, yeah, he's on a close to a minimum contract, I believe. Wouldn't mind that. He makes 1.9 mil. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be done. A couple seconds. There's no reason for the Grizzlies not to do that either. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like they have anything to play for. Zaire Williams, Jake LaRivia also being monitored. Uh, Minnesota wants a point guard. They've looked at Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, Bones, Highland, DeLon Wright, and Alec Burks as well. Didn't they have Tyus um, Jones? Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, he was before the Grizzlies. Rival execs are monitoring one Del Moore Jr. Shake Milton and Troy Brown as potential trade candidates. The Wizards, fire sale, we know that. Uh, and yeah, that is about it. Okay, we got through it all. Anything of interest or do we want to go to the, move on? Magic are my favorite like trade deadline story. I, I, I agree. think they're really interesting. I would like to see who they get to play point guard. 
from what we're hearing, it doesn't sound like that move's going to come here. And, and the way they've cooled off this season is also like another indicator, like maybe it's not time to push all the chips in just yet. Another team that's interesting is the Knicks. They have that Fournier contract. They have a bunch of draft picks. Like they legitimately could get more help and they're already playing well. That's not a lot of fun for the Celtics. It's like the Sixers thing before Embiid got hurt. It's like they can still get better. And from a Celtics perspective, you don't need anybody getting better. You just don't. Yeah. Uh, as it stands now, the Knicks are what fourth, so they play them in round two. It's like a half game, but still, it could change. But that, if it ended today, that's what it would be. So you got to keep your eyes peeled on that one. They would play uh, Philly round one for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Who is this? The Knicks. Knicks, yes. Okay. Yeah, they, I think Philly would lose that series. I, the Knicks are, I really think the Knicks are good, man. I think they're a good team. All right. Should we move to the rat list here? Yes. Let us rock. You're going to have much more than I do. I don't even know what I have. So I'm just going to let you cook. <laughs> okay. I already did the rain. Uh, we'll do, we'll go quick. Rat list, the Wi Fi on the plane today. So I was flying home and I have paid for Delta's Wi Fi. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to do my two for one article, which I've since finished. I'm going to go through and touch it up just to make sure I did everything I want to do with it. But I'm working and it continues to go in and out and it eventually perishes. They shut off the Wi Fi on the plane and I was ready to lose my mind. I'm like trying to look up stats, percentages, and I got the fucking circle on my screen just loading on, on the tab in the browser it's loading and i even shut off my computer thinking it was my fault but no so i reset my computer luckily i didn't lose my history though it might be back what do you use to write uh what do you mean what do i use to write like what history would you have lost well like when i close my browser on my computer that i bring with me it's my work computer so like for whatever reason it clears all of like the things so like when i do Streamyard, i have to log in again all that i thought you meant your work i was like don't you use google docs (laughs) like no 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 got you no i would have been pissed if i lost everything but luckily i didn't so kind of anti-ratless to the computer came in clutch but i was pissed on the plane because i i wasted like an hour just sitting there waiting for it to start i could have watched another movie Mm -hmm. yeah uh i guess i don't have much but a quick one I don't really care. So it's not like a real me angry rat list, but I saw my first rat at a tea station yesterday. Just running Literal across rat. the floor. I first tweeted out ever on the rat list. I know. Right. I saw uh, it, it had to be on here. I tweeted out. I said, saw my first rat at a tea station. Feel like an adult now. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. I just saw a rat at the tea station. I meant to reply to you and say, you must've walked by a mirror, but I, I like got busy or something <laughs> like that. The guys at the, at the show or something. Yesterday. That have been, been real good. Ugh. Um, I have like rat lists for you. Like I huh? was certain that we were gonna come on the show today. You're gonna be like rat list the Grammys. All I could oh. do last night was tweet about <laughs> Noah Khan. I, just I forgot about that. Tweeting stuff. Forgot about that. I love Noah Khan. You got robbed. <laughs> like it's some bullshit, man. I lied. Noah Khan should have won Best New Artist. And the the worst part was this is a good one. I did forget about this. I've just been zoned out all day. Um. I would have been like, okay, and there's no disrespect to who won. I'm sure she's Victoria Monet won. I'm, I'm sure she's a great artist, right? But like, she was in a category with Noah Khan, Ice Spice, and Jelly Roll. Who? You're she won with all due respect. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I would have been okay if Ice Spice or Jelly Roll won, right? Like, because I've heard of them. 
Who the Joey fuck is this? Is like, you know the guy uh, that I tweet out the picture of him in the Paul Pierce jersey every once in a while? Guys, I just always think of him when I see Jelly Roll. Yeah. But, like, one, I was sure Ice Spice was going to win because she's huge, right? Like, mm. so I would have been like, all right. She had I the Dunkin' drink that's like a thousand calories. Yeah. Even Jelly Roll. But, like, I was so mad. Yeah. No con got robbed. Absolutely. Although he is hilarious. He he put out a video on Twitter. He was like taking my first piss at the Grammys. Uh, and then he, he said, we'll update. And then he came out and he goes, update. It's just a men's toilet. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> and he fucking left and went back to his seat. <laughs> I took an 80 second piss today after I got off the plane. I was yeah. waiting to, to plane. I was like dying in my that middle is, row seat. That's impressive. That's, it, that's I timed not... it. I knew it was going to be a hell of a piss, dude. I just whipped out the timer. I was like, let's go. Respect. 80 seconds don't worry about it um rat list so i was at this work convention that's why i was out west and yesterday the convention finishes up at hour x and at hour x plus 30 minutes there's this fucking lady wandering around looking to get more free shit like the people that go to these if they're not in the industry are something special if it's your job and you're there looking for information about your job, it's one thing. But there's some straight wackos that are at these these events. And she was like talking to us as we were breaking down our exhibit. Like we had taken down all the little props and things. And it's like on a table across the way from us because we're using somebody else's table to store our shit. So it was still organized while we were continuing to break down. And I had to walk over because she was lurking around and I was ready for her to try and steal something because they, they love anything they can get at this thing. They're like little weasels running around trying to get like the It's like uh, like when you go to like Dave and Buster's and you pay like thirty five hundred tickets for like the shittiest prize. And it's like something like that. And they go around and grab these things and they think it's the greatest. So like they spend their entire day doing that. They played. uh the two songs that indicate the show is concluded. She is still there through ha the, the two of them. And then she comes around not once. And I gave her the cold shoulder the first time. Cause I was not having any of it. I, I do not play when I want to leave. I want to leave your, your time is up. She then came around again. I'm watching the Celtics on my phone as we waited for our like boxes to come. Cause you don't keep all your boxes at the station. It would look a mess. So they put them in storage for you. And she's like, oh, like one more question. And I like didn't even look up from my phone, like answered. And she fucked off. But some of these people, man, I'll tell you, just I, I won't be back for a year. But <sighs> beauties. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have much. I like the I have more when we do like the saturday pod because it's been like two days but like a couple days I just, for you i yeah. just work normally like I just, there was I, something I, else i had I that i thought you were going to talk about but i don't remember what it was uh so i'll i'll wrap up then ratless yeah. airport security so i again flew home today why on earth is airport security not the same at every airport when i left from logan don't take anything out of your bags you don't have to take your shoes off. Everything on the belt. I'm in LA this morning. Laptops, iPads, all out of your bags. Gotta take your sweatshirt off. Just come up with one standard regulated hay at every single airport. You need to do these things. These things need to be separated. That way, not only for us as travelers know that, 
but also like the poor fucking TSA people that are like laptops, iPads out of your bag on a loop for like however long their shift is. And then you have all the dummies that don't know, like you, you have to be a dummy. If, if it's different everywhere you go, you can't like go in prepared. You have to be like, what do I need to do? I'm sorry. I have to ask you this, but I guess we just rolled the dice and spun the wheel today on what we're going to actually check. The best part about going through security at the airport is they have all these signs, right? And the signs are like, hey, just in case you forgot, can't bring a gun. It's like just in case. Just yeah, it's like it's like no guns allowed past this point. It's like, oh, fuck. Is there somewhere that I can throw this away? Because I had mine and I was ready to bring it on board. I do think you're actually allowed to like check them. Like if you want to like bring like a pistol and you put it in your bag that goes in the underbelly yeah. of the plane, I think you can do that. So yeah. I guess it makes more sense from that perspective, but I always just like get a kick out of it. I'm like, Oh yeah. It is funny. Oh man. I forgot. I forgot. What am I going to do with my gun now? Damn. It's like Jack Jones, the past player just brought two guns to carry. Yeah. My favorite airport <laughs> story is D'Angelo Russell, who tried to smuggle weed on the plane. And he tried to smuggle weed inside of a Arizona can, which is something else that you cannot bring on a plane. Genius, man. You love it. You love to see it. All right. That, that's all I got, though. I, I'm sorry I was laying with Rattles today. I just yeah, brought the rat, and that was it. I can't believe I, <laughs> I had something else that I was like, oh, not Rattles, but great way to start my day today is Jersey Mike's at 5 in the morning Western time. It Did you get fantastic. breakfast in Jersey Mike's or just a sandwich? Oh, hell no. I got my number seven Mike's way with pickles, and we started the day the correct way. I counted how many of these I have on my desk. How many? Chick-fil-A sauce. Would you like to guess? I'm going to guess 18. Go up. 26. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> 28. Even 30. <laughs> Even 30. 30. And then I got more today, so now I have like 32. <laughs> uh, anyways. When will uh, the Chick-fil-A streak end? We'll see. We're, we're going stronger than I thought we would lately. But anyways, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Check out the Talk and Seas episode I did with Bobby last night. Sam couldn't make it, but it was still good. Uh, and a commenter noted that it was much less negative. He was joking, but he, it was a funny comment. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> Who was it? Was it Christian? Yeah, I think so. I the looked. Because when... when uh, you mentioned talking season. I was like, oh man, I forgot that happened today. Like, let me go look and see how it's yeah. doing. And I, that was the first thing I saw. I was like, oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> uh, drop us a bad. follow. Drop us a follow on Apple and Spotify. Leave us five stars and a review, all that good stuff. Appreciate it very much. I'll let Sam wrap it up. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads. We're putting these pods up. Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Talk and Seas is Monday, Wednesday, Friday when all things are normal. You can also find game recaps on days that we don't drop a pod after a game. We'll be there for you regardless. And then when it's not that, it's trade break, trade rumor breakdowns, film breakdowns, and other nonsense. You can also find our pregame streams here live a half hour before every single game. So make sure you come hang out for those and leave a like and comment on the rest of the videos because we do appreciate it. And say what's popping because we still do that. Um, you can also find us on Spotify and Apple. If you follow us there, you'll get the audio versions of the pods and game recaps right to your inbox. Leave a five-star review. Say something nice. You can also reach out to us via email. HBTCpod at gmail.com is the best way to find us. We'll read your emails on every pod. We love to go through them and give you feedback. Hearing from you guys is always great. 
You can also find us on socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. The Facebook is just the name of the podcast. The pregames are there and on Twitter and on YouTube. Jack's Twitter is at NBA. Mine is at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.